welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Monday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, for on those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Hosea. It is the Lord who speaks. I am going to lure her and lead her out into the wilderness and speak to her heart. There she will respond to me as she did when she was young, as she did when she came out of the land of Egypt. When that day comes, it is the Lord who speaks. She will call me my husband. No longer will she call me my Baal. I will betroth you to myself forever, betroth you with integrity and justice, with tenderness and love. I will betroth you to myself with faithfulness, and you will come to know the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord is kind and merciful. I will bless you day after day and praise your name forever. The Lord is great, highly to be praised. His greatness cannot be measured. The Lord is kind and merciful. Age to age shall proclaim your works, shall declare your mighty deeds, shall speak of your splendour and glory. Tell the tale of your wonderful works. The Lord is kind and merciful. They will speak of your terrible deeds. Recount your greatness and might. They will recall your abundant goodness. Age to age shall ring out your justice. The Lord is kind and merciful. The Lord is kind and full of compassion slow to anger, abounding in love. How good is the Lord to all, compassionate to all his creatures. The Lord is kind and merciful. 
Alleluia, Alleluia. Our Saviour Jesus Christ has done away with death and brought us to life through his gospel. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. While Jesus was speaking, up came one of the officials who bowed low in front of him and said, My daughter has just died. But come and lay your hand on her, and her life will be saved. Jesus rose and with his disciples followed him. Then, from behind him came a woman who had suffered from a hemorrhage for twelve years, and she touched the fringe of his cloak, for she had said to herself, If I can only touch his cloak, I shall be well again. Jesus turned round and saw her, and he said to her, Courage, my daughter, your faith has restored you to health. And from that moment, the woman was well again. When Jesus reached the official's house and saw the flute players, with the crowd making a commotion, he said, Get out of here, the little girl is not dead, she is asleep. And they laughed at him. But when the people had been turned out, he went inside and took the little girl by the hand and she stood up. And the news spread all round the countryside. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, every now and then when you read the scriptures, you, you kind of pause and think, I can't believe that's in the Bible. Well, uh, that's the case with the prophet Hosea, I think. Um, let me give a little bit of background to the, uh, to the first reading. Uh, so the prophet Hosea, he's, he's prophesying in the northern kingdom um, during the reign of Jeroboam II, um, a real miserable king. <laughs> and it's not long before the Assyrians are going to invade the northern kingdom of Israel and, uh, and destroy it. And Hosea receives a command from the Lord to go out and to um, marry, to put it delicately, uh, a woman of loose morals. Uh, and, so, and so Hosea goes off and he marries a woman called Goma. And uh, they have three kids together, but, um, you know, she goes off and um, gives herself to other men, let's say. Now, while Hosea's marriage falls apart, he receives the command from God that uh, he needs to go find his wife and go and pay off her debts to, to the men that she's been sleeping with and then to restore their marriage bond. Now, you kind of hear that and you think, um, why is that in the Bible? And, and what on earth is God doing in commanding one of his prophets to marry in such a unsuccessful way. Well, the marriage itself becomes a prophetic symbol. It becomes a sign to all of Israel of the relationship that God has with his people. You see, just as Hosea had taken his wife to himself and had entrusted himself to the love of his wife, uh, so too God had taken the people of Israel to himself and made them his own and made them fruitful. But, and this is the prophetic sign of the marriage, Israel has gone off into idolatry. It's gone off and worshipped 
other gods, the gods of their neighbours, the, uh, the Baals, as we hear. Israel has been as unfaithful to God as Gomer has been to Hosea. It gives rise to this beautiful image of marriage that's, that's so often used in, in the scriptures and particularly by the prophets in order to describe God's passionate love for his people and his belonging to them and their belonging to him. And, you know, maybe, maybe that goes some way to give a background to this first reading. And let me, let me just read a little bit again. It's the Lord who speaks. I'm going to lure her and lead her out into the wilderness and speak to her heart. When that day comes, it's the Lord who speaks. She will call me my husband. No longer will she call me my Baal. I'll betroth you to myself forever. Betroth you with integrity and justice, with tenderness and love. I will betroth you to myself with faithfulness. And you will come to know the Lord. You see, Israel... They're going to they're gonna suffer the consequence of their unfaithfulness to God. The Assyrians are going to come and they're going to make a very big mess of everything. But the Lord will come to restore his bride. He will come and speak to her in the wilderness and win her heart back once more. I'm going to lure her. I'm going to win her heart once more. And she will be won over and will call me once more my husband, not my Baal, not a divided heart that turns to things that aren't God, to idols. That the Lord will enter into a a new covenant. I will betroth myself to you forever. Despite the unfaithfulness of Israel, God will take this people once more to himself. Now, all of this finds its fulfillment, of course, in, in Christ himself. He performs his first miracle at the wedding feast of Cana, a real sign that God is coming to take a bride to himself, that he, in fact, is the bridegroom, and that what he's preparing is a wedding feast. Just a couple of days ago, we heard in the gospel that John the Baptist's disciples ask Jesus why his own disciples don't fast. And he says, well, Why would you fast when the bridegroom's with you? And then Jesus teaches a parable about a king who invites his people to a wedding feast, but they refuse to come, so he throws the doors wide open to people from all over the place. And so in Jesus we see the fulfillment of this promise. I'm going to lure her and lead her out into the wilderness and speak to her heart. I will betroth myself to you forever, betroth you with integrity and justice, with tenderness and love. I will betroth you to myself with faithfulness, and you will come to know the Lord. Now this great act of betrothal points to the crucifixion. You see, it's on the cross that Jesus reveals himself not only as king, but as bridegroom. Because what happens in a covenant It's that moment when God says, I am yours, and I give myself entirely to you. Having taken bread, Jesus breaks it and says, this is my body, which is given for you. 
And that finds its fulfilment then on the cross as Jesus' body is indeed broken and his blood is poured out and is given for us. He is the bridegroom. He's the one who has been sent out into the wilderness in order to speak to our hearts so that we would look upon him and call him my husband and no longer my Baal. That in Jesus we would be betrothed to God forever. Jesus reveals this passionate love that God has for his people. A love that is so passionate that it looks beyond unfaithfulness and seeks to repair and re-establish that bond of the covenant, which is so similar to marriage. Now, here's the point that I really want to make, though. Marriage isn't generic. You marry someone. You fall in love with someone. A passionate love for one other. And I think Jesus reveals that passionate love, that personal love of God. And I think it's so easy for us to imagine that that God's love is generic. Uh, God loves all his people. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, of course he loves all his people, but, but he loves you. He has a passionate love for you. Listen again to the words of Hosea. I'm going to lure her and lead her out into the wilderness and speak to her heart. When that day comes... She will call me my husband. I will betroth you to myself forever, betroth you with integrity and justice, with tenderness and love. I will betroth you to myself with faithfulness, and you will come to know the Lord. God's talking about you. He's talking about me. God's eye isn't on our past unfaithfulness, but about the possibility that we might belong to each other forever. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts, with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. 
May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test. And deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.